this moment I'm thinking uh, is it even worth uh, anymore to say anything because that's what I'm gonna talking that's what I'm gonna talk about today because lately I'm thinking especially I like just to jump into whatever God is doing and then lately God is telling me man to this is is this me who's doing it or is it you and these moments like now i'm thinking if god is doing whatever he wants i don't need to do anything and i'm just praying to god that whatever you will he what you will hear today it would not be me but it will be his spirit and i would be just a di like a dish yeah uh, whoever speaks uh, who want, who he wants to say, what he wants to say. And it's not about words, about preaching. God, let me be smaller and you be bigger. So that everyone would hear not me, but you speaking. If somebody, uh, I will just save some nonsense then. Let them hear me because you never talk nonsense. Your word is yes and amen. So yes, when I was thinking what I should speak about, Vilma last Sunday said, you're going to continue what I started kind of, and I was thinking, what should I continue? I don't have competency to talk about women's beauty and um, things like that. But I hope that will be some kind of continuation. And I want to speak how we know Christ. How you know Christ. How your knowledge, how you like, kind of are familiar with him or how you know him personally. Do you know him like uh, first uh, Matthew says? Which we kind of uh, don't read because uh, who who read it? Who, who read the first chapter? Because there is like the names and not it's quite boring. But we were uh, talking about it with my brother Eustace. There is like so deep deep things there. Maybe you know Christ how you're reading other verse of the Bible, and every time is the same verse, and you don't get anything from that verse. So we have to ask ourselves how we know him. So uh, reading Mark, uh, I was reading Mark and I had some thoughts again about there are like a few possibilities out of many possibilities how we know him when, when uh, his neighbors knew him. You know, Jesus was a person, he was walking, he had family, he had neighbors, he was living in a place, uh, he was growing up there. And Mark 6 says, when Sabbath came, he wait, uh, went to uh, like listen to his preach and how he's talking this wisdom, or how he's performing these miracles, isn't he... Uh, son of Mary, they all knew him as a person, just living next to them. 
um, isn't his sisters living around us? And they were like, um, uh, who is he? And I thought he said, the prophet cannot be uh, not welcomed in his village. Uh, and just performed few miracles. And I was thinking, I found myself in a place where I was like, I was like a neighbor of that, that neighbor of Jesus. You you know quite well, um, whoever read the Bible many times, then you know it very well, very well. You know who his brother was. Who Who is that Simon, if you think when I was reading? Who is that Jacob? Maybe you don't know. But whoever knows, they know, you know, all these names, and maybe you had... Uh, finished some college, uh, Bible college, and you know, really know things about Jesus. You can even maybe write a book even from this knowledge. Maybe some will. But is this knowledge, is this knowledge leading you to life? Like uh, you see here, they they really knew him, they knew Jesus. And they were like angry about him and he couldn't do many miracles there how interesting you could know him so well and then you would start mm, talking behind his back and you know and just miss many things because of your hard heart whatever he wanted to do you could just we can miss it but you will still say I know him and the second uh, kind of group of people they were just uh, not angry, uh, but following him. Mark 6, 33. Uh, one second. So it says, uh, Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things and when it grew late his disciples came to him and said and he kind of these people they were running to him they were following him and I'm kind of feeling I would like to be in that uh, sort of place I wanted to run and be first and even run faster than his apostles. And you know who is reading the Bible? You know these people as well. Whatever they wanted to give, whatever they came for, or maybe they didn't get what they wanted, and they just, you know, turned back and left. Or maybe, of course, there were people who believed in him, started to follow. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. In my life journey, sometimes I f feel I'm that person as well. When I run to Jesus, the first one to, to run to him. And then whatever I get, what I wanted, or I don't get what I wanted, some hardships come. And I decide, like, I know the other way. There is the other way. And there are also disciples. Mark 6, from 7 to 9. It says, uh, and and he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. 
He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a, a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whatever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. So they went and well, so they went out and proclaimed that people should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed them with oil, many who were sick and healed them. So I want to be that person. Whoever received the power, received the spirit, he was walking, doing, and things were happening. It's so cool. Whoever believes in uh, gifts of the spirit, whoever believes that he is in action through his spirit today. Who doesn't want to know him like that and know all the Christianity, like these uh, disciples? And then it says uh, further, they were they came back so excited and they're like so rejoicing and said, Jesus, you cannot even imagine we casted out demons. And Jesus like, oh, yes, I do imagine because I gave the power to do that. And I'm like, I want to be here. That's how I want to be. I really want to be really but then there is a danger especially for christians who really want these things and this is good to want them there is a danger that uh, you will start focusing on all these things whatever he gives but not to focus on him and that story even says that that's what that what this this is what is happening again and again. We start very well. Uh, we start as disciples who was given that power and then end focusing only to miracles, to power, not to the person, to him. Whoever knows me, oh, man, man, how I want this. And, and good, God is kind of leading me to things that I cannot see many miracles and probably he knows he knows me because my heart would like kind of lean to it lean would focus on that miracle on that power on that demonstration because I'm really like uh, eager to see it and Mantas and me were like talking somebody sees an angel or talking about an angel about a miracle and it's so interesting to listen I'm like wow amazed where did it happen so cool and then somebody said but you know John also believed uh, you know someone came to Christ and then I'm focusing on the miracle again and he says but you know but John started to believe he became a Christian oh yes of course John yes yes but where was the miracle and this is so like natural reaction of a flesh kind of thing because we we are eager to those spiritual things we want to see them and as well we might miss the point might miss him stop looking at him and start looking into these miracles and demonstration of power and that's actually where the scripture says that uh, the evil one will do those things as well and they will be very similar and the danger is growing greater uh, to stop actually following Christ and start following the miracles of the, the evil one. Um, also, there is this place where uh, Paul says, I, I put to the ground, 
uh, somebody was watering it and we all did the work but then it says Paul says but doesn't matter who uh, planted it or watered it uh, the most important one is who let it grow who was actually growing that plant because we just eventually forget uh, who is actually letting it grow it doesn't matter if we remember who planted and who was watering and the same disciples uh, here they came back after after all this power demonstrating miracles they came back to Jesus mark 8 17 mark 8 17 18 17 18 and Jesus talking to them, but they are already arguing. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, to, do you not see? And having, having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? Just we seeing that this human nature position it's like so quickly to forget to forget what god has done maybe not really like forget but but forgetting where it, it's coming from where all these things are coming from in your life also we it's easy to forget when things are not happening how you want you just forget that god is actually keeping you alive that you are breathing because of His mercy and grace. And it says, we have eyes, we all have eyes, who believed we have spiritual eyes open because we can't, we couldn't see spiritual without spiritual eyes to, to follow Him. And He says, you have those ears, you have those eyes, but you cannot hear, you cannot see. Because it, something is obstructing that word going from deep like coming inside deep inside of us and again um, and another category of people like children group of people M Matthew 18 3 it says truly I say to you unless you turn and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven like children i don't have my own children but but i saw children i see children um, how they look and how they act they are like uh, they are observing uh, kind of like little detectives <laughs> they are observing they are learning um, you're like in the park with them the park for you is like ordinary place where you just walk maybe to work but for the child that park is like a, a, a trees wow birds singing wow what is that S um, uh, some little animals running around um, he's like very honest he's observing he's um, and not even a park and the beach and the sea, you can hear it. Wow, come on. What kind of sound comes from the sea? How, how this substance from the sand becomes a, a, becomes a water and so on. And how all this process is happening. Uh, 
uh, yeah, he he is like little detective. Yeah. And the main difference there and in our lives is that I know. When you know, when I know, I don't need anything because I know. And someone says, you know, this and this and that. And you're like, no, 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 I know better. What are you talking about? And that's what we experience everywhere in the family. Who lives in the family? You know, when somebody's like, uh, and you're like, I know, I know, I know. What are you talking about? I know. And at work as well. And with God as well, when he speaks to you, very often we can like find ourselves in the place where, of course, it's, it is, I know. And you can miss something. Because th that place of knowing, I know, takes us to the Christianity where, it's not Christianity, it's a religion. Where you, you kind of doing it by your own uh, strength and you know what to do. You know how to be a good Christian. In reality, you're like failing all the time, but you know. You know that you don't know and you can, but you still can and you know, and you're going to do it. The actions coming from that knowing, from that law kind of, but, and this heart is hard. Hard. He says, is your heart still hard? Are you casting out demons? Hallelujah. You're praying for the sick, they get healed. Hallelujah. And you still have a hard heart. You still cannot see and cannot hear, but you have the ears and the eyes. I noticed the thing that all these actions from this I know, from the law, really creates my own God, my own God, not the real God who is in the Bible described. And that God may be very similar to the scripture God, but it will still be your God, not Jehovah Jireh, but your own God, which you created, which answers your prayers and your needs. And maybe they, he doesn't, and then you're angry. You, we're then just moving in a different direction, not the one God wants us to move because we have our own God and we know our own God. It's very interesting that Christianity becomes that following, that gathering, prayers, worship, uh, Bible study becomes just like a collection of, of laws. Uh, and we are just tired. We don't see the result. They don't see the life to the fullest, which uh, Bible describes. Someone uh, uh, starts annoying us because he's breathing too loud or maybe reading too much Bible because he says, oh, I know so much. And you are annoyed by this person. We started to live by flesh. And we still, from our knowing, we, we want to create, you know, and do these right things. 2,000 years ago, uh, Jesus came and says, come on, guys, come come on, guys, your knowing is not taking you anywhere. You have to know me because I will fulfill the law. I'm going on the cross, dying for you, not because you know and you understand and you can do but because just I love you and I will fulfill all this, not you, me. Not the 
not that your spirit, but me. I am the essence of it all. Uh, we're coming back to that childhood life. He's totally dependent on parents. I think this culture today is like kind of making this view of a child very bad because we understand the child is the dis disobedient one. But Christ is talking about that child who is really obedient. He trusts his parents, mom and dad. He's following. Doesn't matter what he does. He knows what if mom and dad says, come, I will come because I will follow that voice. Maybe it's like uh, not convenient for me because I'm with friends somewhere. But the mom and dad says, come, and then I will follow because I trust. And Bible says, my sheep knows my voice and follows my voice. Not only hears my voice, but follows. We sometimes hear it, but we don't follow. And you imagine, for example... Understand, like Sylvia was, you were saying, like this child image. It's quite scary for us because when you remember your childhood, you're like terrified. It's so crooked and uh, uh, fractured that view of a child. And and then when it says be like a child, you think I don't want to be that child. It's just so scary. Bad memories all. What happened to me, what they did to me, all this pain I, I had to go through. We have to understand that it's not God's plan. That pain you go, went through, it's not God. That mm, thing in the church, somebody insulted you. Whoever didn't say hello to you every day, it's not God. We have to understand that broken heart of yours for, for some reasons, it's not God. Uh, it's just um, circumstances which you were in and you will be in, but it's not God. Says God, God says, I have plans for good life, not for, not for uh, mm, bad things to happen, but future and life. And the same God, the same Jesus Christ, who came and died and resurrected. In the beginning, if you all read the Bible, you would know there was prophets, people who were given the Spirit, the Spirit to do some things. And then Christ came in the flesh. He came down to earth. And then he says, I'm going away. And you will be even better when I go. Why? No, don't. I want you to be here, Jesus. It's so good next to you. Always have a word. You always tell me to stop where I should and encourage me, like direct me. No, don't go, Jesus. But Christ says, I am going and it will be better even for you because I will send the Spirit, the Comforter, and it will not only be one person. I will be, me and my Father will live in you through the Spirit. You wouldn't believe it. You thought he's just going and you gave all three of them in you. And he says, I will live in you and I will lead you. I'll uh, remind you 
And even better that the same spirit who was in the Garden of Eden, who uh, made the way through the sea, who uh, resurrected the dead, whoever casted out demons, that is the same spirit. He says, you have that spirit. It's in you. But I am the vine tree and you are the branches. Whoever stays in me will give fruit because without me you cannot do anything. If you will remain in me and your words will remain in you, you will ask me whatever you want and this will be given to you. I'm not scared to read these verses. because, But in my mind as well, it's like, really? Really? I asked. But no, I'm not scared. Whoever will remain in me and my words will remain in you, you will ask for whatever you want and it will be given to you. But you see, what's the point here? The point of this verse is like the key, the essence, uh, the root is if you're going to remain in me and your words will remain in, my words will remain in you, sorry. This is the main thing. If you will live in this trusting your dad in every single step, you will go forward. You will move forward. We read the Bible, yes, of course, we're not like standing and waiting from the voice from the skies. You just wake up every morning, you're moving forward in your life. But at the same time, you're like a child. You're listening, you want to hear what the daddy's going to say. Is he's going to tell me, stop now or continue walking, do this or do that? And you know, however it will sound, maybe childish or foolish, but I believe that it should be the Christian lifestyle. It's, it's really possible. That life, when you're filled with the Spirit, and you can feel this peace, whatever is happening around you, uh, well, total storms. When you have the biggest pain, real pain in your life, like, for example, losing someone or sickness, crazy hard, but that Father's voice, which you are like only listening and standing on with both feet, you're saying, I cannot stand anymore, but this voice is like keeping you. You say, I'm, that, that's the end of my road. That's it. I can't. And you hear that voice. So step on the water. What is this? And I want to experience what is this. But at the same time, I want to experience so quick. And I want to like dive in as soon as possible before the voice actually tells me to step on the water. And I start to <laughs> sink. And I'm like, okay, that's the Christianity. Well, no. This is just, that's what you chose. You listen to yourself kind of more than to his voice. That's why. And in the end, like maybe you can like come down here, please, worship team. Really nice, really nice, and not nice. Uh, Darius mentioned last time, artificial intelligence um, thing. 
now going on a lot. I was not really interesting, but I checked it out yesterday. With Mantas, we were sitting there. Philip was there, uh, upstairs he is. And we were sitting in the garden. I'm like, what are you going to talk about tomorrow? Mantas said. And I just told him, at, like, yeah. And he started to type in his phone that artificial intelligence, uh, the topic of my preacher. And it straight away formed a preach, which was, I totally should say, was awesome. Better than mine. Much better than mine. So, like, theologically so correct. The verses of the Bible, it's just, wow, what am I doing here? And in the beginning, I was like, wow, so totally shocked. Not really nice inside. I didn't really show that, of course. But uh, totally, no, like, yeah, yuck. And I was thinking, maybe should I use it? It's like so clever. You know, you do want like impress, isn't it? To say it like, I really want to say it right. And I understand it's my flesh, but I do want to speak and these words would like change our lives. And then another thought came. So is it words which change lives? Like very wise words, really wise. Oh, or is it? Or is it the spirit, says the Lord to me? Or is it me, says the Lord, my spirit? Or that's super intelligence, uh, intelligence breach. If you, you know, could do uh, some short uh, with very intelligent, wise thoughts, many people will just like it. So is this changing the world or the spirit of God? And I'm like, second thought, hallelujah. We came to the times where artificial intelligence can write a preach perfect one and then and then then i had this this thought maybe then people will start look looking at me not advise words they will start looking first corinthians corinthians 2 uh, paul says um for I, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he was really, really clever, Paul, to say good things, wisdom, intelligence, knowledge. But he says, I came here not to be clever. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words or wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God.